have now tuned into Woman to Woman podcast. That's Woman, the number two woman podcast, a space where women share their stories, trials, and celebrate triumphs while taking listeners on the journey of faith, inspiration, motivation, love, and hope. At Woman to Woman, our motto is there is therapeutic value in shared stories. I'm your host, Denise Hanson Lawrence. Well, hello and welcome everyone to another episode of Woman to Woman podcast. Again, I'm your host, Denise Singson Lawrence, and I'm excited to be here. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, I want to say thank you. Thank you for stopping by. And we pray and hope that you will consider being a part of our community and come on and visit us and download and share just like the rest of us, right? And if you are one of our regular listening audience, I want to say thank you. Thank you again for your support. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for your likes. Thank you for your star ratings. Thank you for your emails. Thank you for your suggestions and all that, right? Certainly want to say thank you. So as you can tell, obviously, this is going to be another solo recording. And that's okay. (laughs) You know, I'm excited about the upcoming new seasons that will be coming in and, you know, all our guests that we have already recorded. And trust me, the stories that they will be sharing, that you'll be hearing, are not time sensitive. So they're not stick to one sense time, okay? It's something that we can use all day, every day. Great topics, great discussion, and looking forward for those release dates. But we'll go right into this. So again, I'm going to answer another question that came in. And this one was about how do you deal with the haters? Or how do you deal with people who are judgy? I found that topic kind of like, woo, (laughs) I like it. I like that question. I like it a lot. Um, Wow. How do you deal with the haters? How do you deal with people who have a judgment about you? Hmm. I think I'm going to change the word haters. That's how I look at it now. And I'll just share with you how I have journeyed through that. And um, let's switch them from haters to what I call now, you know, passionate admirers (laughs) or passionate critics, okay? Um, I guess that's it. Um, You're going to have people in your life that's going to judge you based on what they think they know, what they have heard, what they were told, or anything in that nature. Um, You're also going to have people who they're hurting themselves. And I know there's a saying is, okay, um, certain people don't do certain things, but you know, I strongly believe that hurt people do hurt people. Yeah, hurt people do hurt people because if, so you may still be, they may still be judgy and negative towards you, no matter what. There's also going to be people, um, when they do this, you have to realize that it's not a reflection necessarily of your failings, rather it's a reflection of where others are coming from. So where they are coming from. And people often behave only in the way that they know, not that it's an excuse for them, but some people are behaving on the way they are, what they are dealing with themselves, and they tend to portray that onto you, right? So you're gonna have some people like that, um, 
it's also for some people, I believe it's a sense of developing this kind of a attention control, right? They want to get your attention. They want to be heard all the time. They want to, you know, hear their voice, their opinions and so on. So they give it even when it's not asked for it. They give it when it's not, there's no need for you. I, I don't need to hear that, but they want to give it because they want to be seen. So it's an attention seeking control pattern as well for some of them. Um, as you can hear chances in the background there. <laughs> um, but I think the way how I have dealt with this and in some cases is that I have to, I, I began to look at the things that I can control and things that I can't control. And I can share that with you. So for me, it's about knowing what I can control and what I can't control. So I believe that we cannot control what other people do. But what we can do is we can control whether we participate in their behavior or enable them. So I can't control what she's gonna do. I can't control what they're gonna say. I can't control how they're gonna feel. I can't control how other people may even see me. But what I can do is I can control how I show up in that particular relationship and how I allow myself to be seen, to be used or in that or how I see myself on a, on a different level. So it depends on the relationship, right? So I can control how other people may see me. They may see me based on their opinion. They may see me based on maybe something that I really have done before, but maybe I'm not that way anymore, but they still see me in that light. They still see you in that past behavior. And so sometimes we have to be accountable ourselves, right? So we ourselves have contributed to uh, some of our behaviors, our attributes, our characteristics have contributed to the opinion that people have formed about us over a period of time. Let's be real, right? So uh, we used to behave in a certain manner. Let's say something as simple as, oh my goodness, you're always late all the time. For them to say you're always late all the time, it's because you have demonstrated that behavioral pattern, right? So we're going to the event, we're going to the party, we're going to the school event, we're going to the funeral, we're going to the wedding, we're going to church service, we're going here, we're going to your own wedding and you're late. So the statement is you're always late all the time. And they say it now at this point out of frustration. They've been with you for so many years and everything you're always late so sometimes they tell you oh it's it's the the wedding begins at three when really it begins at five but they know even at five they come for you and you're still late ouch i mean for myself right there sorry yeah ouch for myself you know so some people will still view you on your past behavior and we sometimes have contributed to the opinion people have uh formulated over the years based on our behavior. Now, let's say we have changed those pattern and we have worked hard on, you know, okay, trying to make sure that we're ready. We do the preparation. Okay, so we know the wedding is tomorrow. We already have the clothes out and we have this done and we got our hair done and we're not gonna do the makeup or we're gonna do the makeup, but we're gonna get up earlier. And we're actually ready before they get here. And they get here, we, we now have an attitude because they got here late. They got to your home to pick you up late if you're carpooling, right? And they pick you up late and you got attitude because they were late in picking you up, but they showed up at the time that they think that you would be ready because of your previous behavior. So the pattern that you have 
demonstrated over the years show that you're going to be late. So they said, you know what, I'm not even going to rush. And so they get there when they get there, when they think is a time that you're going to be ready. But now you've changed and you are beginning to walk this new path. It takes them a while. So we need to be fair to others. So that's why I changed the statement of haters to maybe passionate admirers, you know, or I don't know, something in that. I'm just putting a different light to it. But yes, people can be judgy, but sometimes we have given them reason to be. We have given them the ammunition to be able to fire those shots at us. And we have to also become accountable for how we have lived, how we have performed, how we have served, how we have showed up in situations, in circumstances, in relationships, in ministry, in work, in career, in, in anything, you know, in community, in whatever. And so we have to also give an account for that because we have also contributed to that, right? So I just wanted to get that out of the way. But I think for me overall, uh, some of the things that I use is just really walking through some things that I know that I can control and things that I cannot control. And I would recommend that you do the same thing, you know, get a sheet of paper and just, you know, put two columns, things I can control and things that I can't control when it comes to people and how people view you, how they view in a negative form or a positive form um, and what matters and how much does it matter to you, right? How much does people's opinion of you, how much does that weigh on you? For some of us, it doesn't weigh much. It's like, ah, brush it off. Who cares what they think? I'm just going to show up anyway, right? Um, that could be a brush to the side in order not to deal with something, right? An avoidance, as well as it could be, it really doesn't matter. And then for some of us, you know, it's, it's a whole deal. It's a great deal. So I don't want to dismiss that. I want to give space to that because I understand the reason why this request of this topic that mean there has to be something that bothers something that's concerning something that's weighing heavily on on some of us that are saying okay how do you deal with this because it matters to me it's important to me that either they like me it's important to me either that they accept me for who i am it's important for me that they see me in this light that they're not seeing me how do i deal with this denise how do i navigate this how do i bring that message clear to them that I need them to see me in this way. So I wanna give space to that respectfully. Um, another thing that I do in terms of the what I can and cannot control, as I said earlier, is that I cannot control what people, what other people do, right? But what I can control is whether or not I participate in their behavior. I can control how other people see me, but what I can do is control about how I show up in that relationship. You know, um, I think also when you look at the fact that whether um, they like, I said that earlier, right? Whether they like you or not, depending on how this question was asked, um, we can't control whether or not people like us. If we do that, we'll spend our whole life trying to please people. And we don't want to become people pleasers. We don't want to become the yesers. We definitely don't want to become the person that do everything because someone that we want their affection or their admiration or, you know, their praise for we do it, knowing it's against our values, it's against our beliefs, 
It's against who we are fundamentally. And yet still we do it because we want that person to say, yeah, that's my buddy. That's my girl. You know, that's my roadie. That's my ride or die. No, because you and I, we cannot control whether or not people will like us. But what we can control is how true we are to ourselves. And we have to get to that place. And sometimes we fall in that crap because sometimes, yeah, insecurity. Insecurity will cause us to be overly concerned whether or not someone like us. Insecurity, low self-esteem will cause us to be so concerned and driven by it that we do things that are out of who we are, that are not true to who we are because we want to be accepted, right? We want to be in, in part of the clique. We want to be part of a club. We want to be part of the team. We want to be part of the society and the community and the movers and the shakers. We want to be part of that. So we're, we, we do things as truly not who we are just to be accepted. And so I can understand where that is concerned, a question in there. But if we're not careful, we will get into the trap of then how people will begin to treat us. And some may say, okay, can we control how people treat us? I, I don't wanna say no, and I don't wanna say yes. I think that what I'm going to focus on is what I can control. And I can control how I walk away with that, the thought that I walk away with. So um, when that treatment occurs, or whether or not how I internalize that and how I respond to the treatment. So do I respond to the treatment there? And then on the initial act of the treatment, do I walk away and question it based on the relationship and the friendship and say, okay, mm, let me think about this. Um, I didn't really like that. So let me find a moment to discuss, you know, as my friend would say, um, hmm, uh, Dr. Carmen would say, have that courageous conversation, right? So do we do that? Do we do that at that moment or do we take some time to think about it? I think it's about how we process it, how we internalize that and respond to their treatment. And sometimes it's going to require boundaries. It's going to require boundaries, clear boundaries. Now, when I say boundaries, I know people be like, oh, you know, I, I set boundaries and, you know, I don't accept this and I don't do this and I don't allow this, but are you communicating that to the individuals? <laughs> because if you're not communicating that to the individuals, you're just setting boundaries in your head, right? It could be as simple as you saying, okay, I don't accept phone calls after, you know, nine o'clock. But if you didn't tell me, I'm going to call you at 930 <laughs> if we have that kind of a relationship, right? Um, so it's about making those clear boundaries and feeling okay to, to set those boundaries in that relationship, right? Either way, right? Whether they said it with you, you said it with them, it should be a space that you can, you'll be able to, to uh, express that freely and honestly. Then once you get into that zone now of how people treat you, whether they like you, how they see you. If you're not careful, it keeps going into this roller coaster of this feeling and emotions of different things. And you start, you know, being so focused driven on how they think, how they feel, what they believe. And you get into that, you'll find yourself in this whirlwind, just being tossed up, down, left, right, 
every which end because you cannot control what other people think. I can control what you think. You can't control what, 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 what I think. We can't control how they feel. We cannot control what they believe. Neither can we control how any of those things happen. But what you can control is you. You control how you engage about you different with different opinions and different beliefs and different feelings. How do you engage into that? How do you respond? It's about you. Nothing can get closer to you unless you allow it to. Nothing will eat you away unless you allow it to. The way they think, the way they feel, the what they believe, all that, it's how you respond to it, right? Because people internalize things however they want to internalize. Have you ever been in a conversation and you say something and you do something and they're walking away looking at you cross-eyed and funny with attitude, body language, and the hand, like talk to the hand and not to me. And you're like, what, what's the big deal, right? Because your what you communicated was not with the intent of how they receive it because they internalize it the way they internalize it. That's why a lot of people try to avoid having an, a, a courageous conversation on uh, phone, right? You can't have it by texting. So that's not courageous. A courageous conversation, I believe what my friend was sharing is that you need to sit down face to face and really deal with the things that need to be dealt with. It may be it, it may be touchy, right? It may be a bit fiery like scotch pepper, right? Scotch bonnet pepper, but with grace and the value of what the relationship means to you is that important that you're willing to be so courageous to deal with the things that have not been dealt with, things that may be touchy, things that may cause a certain reaction and emotion. Yes, maybe an outburst, possibly, who knows, but be courageous enough to deal with it because if you don't, that becomes a sword that will ruin everything to another level. So again, we cannot control anything because we can say something and someone can just internalize it and walk away with a different opinion and a different feeling about it. And we can't control that. We can't control what happens to other people. We can't control their thoughts. We can't control their feelings, period. But what you and I can do is we can control whether we attach to them or we identify with them or we act upon them. So if someone has a thought and a feeling towards you, what are you going to do? You determine what you want to do with that. That's what you can control. You can control you, right? And that's the message I'm driving home today is that we can control them, but we can control us. You can control you. Control you. You are in control of your feelings. You are in control of your thoughts. You're in control of what you do. You're in control of what you say. You're in control of how you see. So you control what you can control, period. Whether you attach to, the, to, to their feelings and their emotions and their thoughts, whether you identify with them or how you will act upon them, it's up to you, right? Because there are things that has already been said that has already happened and we can control that we can we don't have any control god's in control of anything that happens right we can control what what we do what we control is what we can do in the present right we can control what we do in this present moment the past has already happened we can control that at this point no it's gone it's out of our hands 
But what we can control is this right now, this moment, this very present moment. That's why we ought to meditate on the moment right now. Think on that moment, right? While we plan for the future, yes. And we sometimes, you know, flashback on the past in a throwback Thursday, right? And look forward Friday. But what happened right here in this now between the crossover of Thursday and Friday? What do you do? You can control the now, control your present, and don't focus on your past, don't because you cannot control your past. It's already happened. Can't go back and erase it, right? So there are a lot of things in life that happen that we have to realize the time we spend pondering, the time we spend just really wallowing and just really getting so down and depressed about because it's already happened. You cannot go back and erase it. You cannot. It's already said. It has already been said. It's already been done. It's already been done. You already cry. You can't go back and uncry. Forget my grammar right here, but you know, I just want to make that point clear because if we get into that, like I said, it's going to be this constant on, up, off, on, up, off, round, bow, to just keep going round and round and round, like a hamster on a wheel, going nowhere, just, just oh, burning a lot of energy and going actually nowhere, just going around in a circle, just keep going. You're on, then you're off. You're up, then you're down. You're on, then you're off. You're up, then you're down. And it's just never ending. So we cannot control the outcome of anything that we do, but we can control our efforts, right? We cannot control everything that's going to happen, but we can control how we see ourselves, how we strengthen and go through and handle the unknown. How do we navigate through the unknown, right? And of course, again, 100% unapologetic God, God girl right here. I'm telling you, I leave it all up to God because the things that I cannot control, God is in control. There are things that I just take my hands and be like, look, mm, it's not my job. Your word said that you are, mm-hmm, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. That's not for me to provide. I don't think so. Nope. That's not for me to make a way. Mm-mm. You say you will make a way. Oh yeah. That's what your word says. You know, I'm quick to really, rem- not that he needs reminding, but before I get into this you know, emotion and go into this space of depression and doubt and all this thing. I, I take a minute. I look at the situation. I assess the situation and I say, okay, th- th- this is where I hands off. My hands are off, buddy. My hands are off, God. This is all you. You got it. You got this. Go, Jesus. Go, Jesus. Go. What? Go, big G. Go, big G. Go. Hey, Holy Spirit. Go, go, go. Yeah, go. It's not my job. I cannot control that. I cannot control the outcome. I cannot control when it's going to happen. I cannot control how it's going to happen. Uh Uh-uh. And it's not my job to figure it out. I'm trusting you at your word. I'm believing you. And I'm walking by faith and my behavior is going to demonstrate that I have faith. So I'm not going to have a behavior of trying to control because me trying to control is saying that I have no faith. Okay. So that's how I approach things, whether it's what we call the haters judging us, whether we call the haters uh, not celebrating us, whether we call judgy people 
or people who don't mean us any good, however you put them, whatever label, whatever category, it wasn't like that at first for me, but thank God over the years, I get to learn how to navigate this bad boy, okay? Knock this thing out the park because, you know, it's it's the same as I came to realize even in a physical sense, you know, even my own body, as your body begin to age and your body, you know, I realize certain things. I'm like, I can't do things that I used to do when I was 20. Absolutely not. Because this body is like, girl, listen, you might want to pause for a minute. Okay. <laughs> you might want to pause. We're not doing a four mile. We're not doing that. No. What we're going to do today is maybe a two if we could push that much. But you're not going to push me further than it needs to go. Because this body is saying, mm -mm, we aging. We haven't been as active. We haven't been as moved. No, we can do one and a half mile today. Your will is telling your mind is saying, yeah, let's push and go to a four. But I'm telling you, this right here can't go there, right? So we can't even control our body. <laughs> we can't even control. But what we can do is how well we take care of our bodies, right? And how we think about it. And so that's the approach that I'm at, even where that's concerned, like, okay, all right, so I'm pushing you and you can't get there. How do I prepare you to get there? Talk to me, body. And I begin to learn to listen. And when it says I need to rest, then it means, okay, you go to bed earlier, right? So instead of going to bed at 1130 and 1230, I'm gonna try to hit it at 930. Get some more Z's in, right? Get some more Z's in, get this body rejuvenated, Okay, the body is saying, I can't do the, the, the four mile, Denise. You're trying to push me too hard. You've got to do what you can control, Denise, which is I can control how well I take care of the body. So, I mean, I'm going to fuel it right. So, I'm going to drink my water. I'm going to stay hydrated. I'm going to cut out the sugar. I'm going to make sure I eat the right, you know, portion or, or the, the quality of food that I'm eating. Be attentive to that. Be intentional about eating more vegetables, be intentional about balance, be intentional about medications, whatever it takes, right? So that's what I'm saying. At the end of the day, you and I can only control what we can control. And that has to do with us, right? We cannot control out aspects of our health. There's some things that are preventative health measures. There are some things that we can control, but what we can control, we've got to control that, right? We've, we can control the preventative health measures that we take. Bottom line, when it comes to our body, we can control that, right? We can control certain things, but there are things that we cannot control. Just the same as we cannot control suffering in the world. So at the end of the day, when it comes to people who are judgy, people who have certain opinions of you, um, we can't control somebody's mind. We cannot control how they feel. We cannot control how they think. And if we get that, if we get into that space of trying to control, it will become a vicious cycle and it will take control of our lives. And so we have to be extremely careful about that. You know, um, I remember one time when um, <laughs> a friend of mine, you know, she's like, hey, let's go on this thing. And you know, we're going to go to the gym and we're going to be like really committed and discipline ourselves. I'm talking years ago. Okay. And, um, you know, I was like, all right, I'm all pumped up and everything. And I'm telling you, 
listen, I was like so excited about this. I have someone that's going to go with me and I'm going to be accountable to someone. And I know, okay, because she's the type of person, she says, I'm coming for you right now. We're going. Because if I drive there, it may not happen, right? It may not happen every day. But she said, okay, I'm coming for you. I'm picking you up and we're going to go together and we're going to go this amount of days and this time to this time. And I was ready. And I remember I got so ready, but then I started to wander off and I didn't realize it. I got so busy into more concern about what I'm going to wear to the gym and how is it going to make me look? Because I was concerned, like, I want to make sure I look a certain way when I get to the gym so that other people could see me in this, you know, other gym goers could see me in this light. And started to beat myself up, like, girl, are you serious? They got all sizes, all shapes. But I mean, people do look at you. Yes, they do. And if I'm struggling on that machine and, you know, somebody else over there is moved, they're going to look at me. Yes, they are. But you can't control that. They're going to look whether or not, you know, they're going to look whether or not you can use the machine. They're going to look whether or not you look good in your gym wear or not. They're going to look. It's just people. So we beat ourselves up all the time you know, being so concerned about how people are going to see us, you know, whether it's in our jobs, showing up in meetings and running uh, presentations, we're concerned about how people are going to view it, what are they going to think if we're smart enough or we're talented enough, we can, you know, we get so caught up onto how people see us and how we look on social media. And so we use all the uh, filters, right? And all these things to have this certain look because we're so concerned about how we present ourselves before people and how people are gonna view us, whether they're gonna think we're pretty enough. Is that gonna help us with our brand? Is that gonna help us with you know such and such? And, and because yes, people are judgy, right? And it doesn't, it, it, people are judgy. And then we now tend to begin to judge ourselves because of how we're so concerned about how people may feel and how people, what people may think. So it makes us feel inauthentic in a way, right? We become so anxious because of the judgmental uh, process or the thoughts and ideas of people being judgmental against us. So we now feel, put ourselves in a space where we feel inadequate. We feel so anxious and we start showing up in places that are not, and we're not being our, our authentic self. So we're inauthentic in a sense. And we start to feel like we're not good enough. We're not likable enough. We're not smart enough. We're not pretty enough. And it's time for all that mess to go. Because the truth of the matter is this. Other people's opinion is none of our business. That's their business. There's this guy on TikTok. Yeah, you, I, I'm on TikTok, yeah. And there's this guy on TikTok. I, I don't remember his name, but you know he, he has this thing. He says, you can't, you can't help it if you're popping and they're lacking or something like that and at the end of it he says that's a dumb problem yeah yeah so i'll borrow that today that's a dumb problem if they don't like you that's their problem if they have a certain opinion of you that's their problem if they think that you they're judging about how you look how you present yourself you shouldn't carry yourself this way you should do this you should do that listen if you listen to them, you have another set over the other side say, well, now I think you should do this. You cannot please anybody and everybody, okay? That's their problem. So the truth of the matter is people's opinion and judgment of you is none of your business. Let them deal with it.
That's their problem. Their opinion have nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. Because some of them, them being judgy is their past. The judgments that they're passing on you is judgment that they have of themselves. The judgment that they're passing on you are their limited expectations of themselves. The judgment that they're passing on you or the hating that you would say the haters are hating on you, it's stuff that they already dislike about themselves. And so it's their problem. It's not your problem. What you need to know is your value. Because when you know your value, when you know your core values, and you are living in this brighter sense, this this moment of, of identifying who you really are, you should have no time for the opinion of others. So know your value, know how to stay in your lane, know how to mind your own business, right? Know how to have this full ownership of your own feelings and know that you are doing your best and know that everyone makes mistakes. None of us are perfect. And if you can bear that in mind and know and convince yourself and condition your mind to control only the things that you can control, which is you and not them. All right. So I hope this, um, I, I, I mean, I really hope I answer the question as best as I can. And, you know, um, I really love these questions. I love some of the topics that you guys are sending in, you know, and um, yeah, let me think about what a call to action will be. Let me see. Hmm. I think, uh, my call to action to you would be when it comes to um, dealing with people's opinion of you, dealing with people's feelings towards you, their expression, their likes, their dislikes, their judgment, as we would say, or their hating. I would say to you to, when it comes to those kind of a thing and it's giving you this negative outlook you want to change it to a positive outlook right and the only way you can change it to a positive outlook again as i said before is to focus on what you can control and so i would challenge you that if you find yourself in a situation as such you know just begin some journaling and just really journal um what it is that's worrying you about the situation right what is worrying you about it what is it what is worrying you and then also right what is within your control. That's the key thing. Write down what is worrying you about the situation. What are you feeling uh, a bit insecure about? What are you uncomfortable with? What is your concern about their judgment? What is it about them hating on you, disliking you, judging everything that you do and all that? What is it? And then also journal what is within your control? What is in your control? And then the third thing is, what matters most to you? What can you do about it? We're back to the control, right? So write down what it is that's worrying you because it's legitimate for some of us, right? It's a, it's a major concern. It really bothers like, oh my God, I can't believe he or she doesn't like me. I can't believe he or she think of me in this way. I can't believe he or she really think that's what I said. That's what I meant when I said what I said or what I did, what, I, what was done, no. So it is legitimate for, for many of us. So write it down. What is worrying you? And then on the next page, you write, what is within your control? What can you control? 
and it's going to come back to you. How do you respond to that situation? How do you respond to that statement? How do you respond to that behavior? Whether you internalize or whether you set boundaries. And then what matters most to you? What can you do about it? And if there's nothing that you can do about it, then you can control what you can do. So those are my call to action, um, I would say for today. So I hope that helps a lot. (laughs) Until next time. And we have come to the end of another recording. Certainly want to thank you for your continued support, continue to download, to share, and to give us a five-star rating, all right? (laughs) Again, thank you for your support. Continue to send us your email at w2wpodcastshow at gmail.com. That's w, the number two, wpodcastshow at gmail.com. Follow us on all our social media platform on Instagram at w2wpodcast, okay? And think about sponsoring us as well, okay? Look at the show notes or go to Patreon and just put in Women to Women podcast show and you'll see us and you can sponsor us from as little as $5 and on. Continue to be blessed. Have a wonderful week, a wonderful day. And hey, continue to be awesome, all right? Take care now. I'm your host, Denise King-Salarns. Bye for now.